Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. When Regan hid, because she wanted to live under my bed in prison, and he hid thinking they mightn't miss him when the officers let Michael and the others out and that he might get away with it. You know, there's the things that break your heart as a parent and having to tell them you can't. And he's like, I won't take up much room, Mummy. That's Lindy Chamberlain, who this week opened up to comedian Ando on his ABC show Brush With Fame. She's describing the devastation she felt leaving behind her two children as she was sentenced to jail over the death of her daughter, Azaria. She also tells Anne what it's like to give birth behind bars and the pain of knowing she wouldn't be allowed to keep her baby. Today, we're exploring the life of mums in jail. What is it really like to give birth behind bars? The struggle to maintain relationships with children on the outside and the programs that now allow women to not only give birth, but to raise their children on the inside. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. When Lindy Chamberlain was sent to jail for the death of her nine-week-old daughter Azaria at Uluru in 1980, she was pregnant. On November 17, 1982, she was taken from Berrimah Prison to Darwin Hospital to give birth to daughter Kalia. Very painful process, actually, because I knew the minute she was born, they were going to take her off me. So... Every moment of the birth, I fought it. It's like you keep her inside as she's yours. The minute she's out, she's not. Yes. So that was not a happy time. However, I got about an hour with her until she started to get hungry, and then it was like, okay, we've, you know, we've got to let on. Wow. I just couldn't handle the thought of them taking her first. I had to take myself out of the room. Back in Lindy's day, there were no mothers and children's programs. Now, every state in Australia has legislation that can accommodate children staying with their mum behind bars. This is, of course, regulated depending on what the best interest is for the baby. If, like in Lindy's case, the mother was jailed for killing her own child, then potentially her baby would have been taken from her regardless of the programs available. 
But if a criminal mother or mother-to-be is allowed into the program, the prison has to provide a safe living environment for the child as they grow. That means a domestic setup rather than a custodial one, like living in a unit rather than a cell. They only have a limited number of places and the age range differs from state to state. For example, a child can only be in prison with mum up until they're three in South Australia, but can stay until they're six in New South Wales. There are also programs to help women stay connected with their children who live outside the walls and to assist those mums who may have been the sole parent before being locked up who now have to navigate the child protection system to access their children. Someone who knows what life is like for a mum in jail is Kerry Tucker. Convicted of theft and deception and sentenced to seven years in jail over the nearly $2 million she stole from her employer, Kerry says maintaining a relationship with your children when they aren't inside with you is incredibly difficult. Yeah, it was very, very difficult. Uh, my girls were, were very little, you know, they were, you know, five and seven, and they weren't used to, to not having their mum around to tuck them in each night. And I had to try and find ways to remain really relevant in their lives just as a as a mum or a person because I wasn't an authority in their lives anymore. So, um, you know, um, at different times I'd have, you know, um, two phone calls a week that was six minutes each and visitation got, you know, less and less while I was in there. So it's incredibly difficult to maintain a bond, let alone be a mother figure to a child when you're in prison. What about those women who actually give birth on the inside? Do they get access to all the same prenatal care that we would get on the outside? Yeah, of course they do, yeah. Um, You know, I think wherever possible, it's best that the the child remains with its mother for a whole host of reasons. And the children are the unintended victims here. So um, when it comes to mothers giving birth, they have their natural checkups um, and they give birth, you know, they're taken out of the the prison and they give birth in a hospital um, and then they return to the prison with the child if the child is well enough to return. So what's it like where women with children live in a prison. So they're not in a cell, they're in like an accommodation. What does that even look like? Well, you know, when I was there, and it's a little while ago now, the, um, they're, they're like little cottages, um, you know, where just the front and back door is locked. So you can move around, you know, in the unit at night. You just can't get out. Um, so, you know, it's very, it's it's comfortable living. You know, one one needs to remember that it's the sentence that is being imposed here, your loss of freedom, you know, um, whether your cottage gets locked um, at the front and back door or whether your individual cell gets locked is, is just sort of beside the point. Um, but the babies live in the, in the same room as their mum. Is it safe for kids who are being brought up on the inside? I mean, I know there's an, an age cutoff time for when yeah. they have to leave, but is it safe for them while they're there? Look, it absolutely is, and this is one thing that I've always tried to, to, to educate the community in. You know, prisons and corrections and the justice system aren't going to allow vulnerable babies, newborn babies or even vulnerable children into a prison unless they're absolutely safe. You know, they're supervised, they're monitored, they're given programs. Um, you know, they're never in an unsafe situation. Mum's always monitored. The people around, when I was there particularly, it softened the prison. Having the giggling voices of little kids in the background, you know, mum's a lot happier. The children have got 50 aunties all of a sudden, you know, vying to be the best, the, the most favourite auntie. Um, you know, it, it softens the prison. It's, and, and there is never, ever an instance where a child is in an unsafe situation. And I can tell you also, the population of women in there wouldn't um, wouldn't like it very much if somebody did put them in an unsafe situation. 
For the mums, and I know this might sound weird, and I know it depends on how many mums are having kids at the same time, but is there like a prison mothers group like there would be on the outside where mums all get together and share their stories and help each other out? Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, one of the things that, you know, again, the community don't realise is that, is that the majority of women in prison are mothers. And, you know, they're so, so you adopt what you would do on the outside. So you have all the kids around in playgroups, there's parenting programs. It's very heavily supervised and the mums in there rely on each other because it's a different form of parenting. You know, um, the, the, the kiddies have to go out at four and, and join into the normal community and, and whatnot. But I, I, I know kids today that have grown up in the, in the prison and, and, you know, they're terrific young kids. At the time, they didn't know where they were, they didn't care, they were with mum. That was all that mattered. You talked about the fact that a lot of women in prison are mums. I know that some of those women may have been sole parents when they went into prison, so their kids go into care. How do they deal with that? How do they then manage the child protection system from the inside? Are they able to access their kids? They are, so long as there's no orders in place, you know, um, where the children have been at risk, you know, um, to them on the outside. So, yes, the children are still brought in um, under orders and there's supervised visits in the visit centre um, of each prison. So mum's able to sort of try and reconnect with the, with the child that way. It, it's minimal uh, contact in, in a lot of circumstances when they are in care because one has to look at, the stability, what's best for the child, the stability of the child being settled in the community because they're in foster care. So for you, obviously you're the, the father of your children looked after your kids while you were inside, but then you, you get released one day and then you have to try and re-establish a relationship with your kids who are now much older and have all, all these experiences that you weren't there for. How do you then go back to being a mum? Was that hard? Oh, it was, it was the hardest thing ever because um, I had to rely on my patients and that is not one of my better qualities. Um, and so when I got out, I realised very, very quickly that, you know, I wasn't sort of mum. I was more like auntie mum. Um, you know, it was very, very difficult. Uh, you know, of course, they were understandably sceptical of, you know, why I had disappeared. They were still sort of a little bit too young and they weren't sure that I was going to return or leave them again or you know so I had to and when I got out it was sort of like mummy's home because life had I was still at the point where I had left them whereas these little girls were were, had grown up and and, you know were young were young women Uh, five years later their lives had moved on so I had to find a place where I fit into their lives that's incredibly difficult again given that I'd given birth to them Um, and you know crimes aside you know because we pay for that in the term of our sentence, uh, our children aren't part of that sentence, so we need to negotiate a whole new life with them. Knowing what you know now in this beautiful clarity that is hindsight, is there anything you would have done differently with your children? I mean, obviously, crimes aside, whether you committed that or not is not in question, but if you could change anything about your prison experience as far as your kids are concerned and how you interacted with them and how you dealt with them both before and after you went into prison, is there anything you would have done differently that people might take something from if they're in a similar situation? Um, Look, no, because I know myself, I I did everything I possibly could to maintain a relationship with my daughters against all odds of a maximum security prison. You know, so I would go to the canteen each day and buy a card for each of them and, and send one card to each of them every single day. 
And in it I'd put today I, I, I thought of you 100 times. The next day it was I thought of you 101 times, right up until when I was thinking of them 1,765 times a day. And my children still have all of those boxes of cards. Um, they told me after I was released, and not that long ago, just how important it was to go to the mailbox to have that connection. Um, so I, you know, I used to sit and think, how can I just remain relevant in my own children's lives? And it was just finding a way, just being connected, making sure you make those phone calls when you can, you know, having visits with them when you can, but not insisting visits all the time, you know, being patient and working around them. Because um, as I've always said too, women in prison don't sit back and say, you know, bring us our kids, you know, we gave birth to them. You know, what we say is it's, a, it's, it's the right of our children to see their mother. That's so important so that, so that the children don't think that mum has abandoned them and um, that she's safe, she's just in a different place at the moment. I wouldn't change how I had to work against the odds. There, would, there was no way I could have done anything different. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. Want more from Kerry Tucker? She's done an entire no-filter interview with Mia Friedman about how her time in prison was the making of her. Just search Kerry Tucker Loved Being in Prison in your podcast app or follow the link in our show notes. 